Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Like that. Second hour is here. Tuesday edition. Hot by with Hutton Withrow rolls on across the Outkick Network. Holiday week, Hutton. Uh, my yes. kids are out for a Christmas vacation. A little bit different around the house. Not having to get up at you know 6 a.m. to take them to school. That's great. That's nice. 6:30 instead. Different. It's always different when other people are on Christmas vacation, but you're not. You know, it's that feeling that. Well, I mean, being in college was the best when you got like a. It felt like a month and a half you'd have off for Christmas. Essentially, when Thanksgiving gets was, there in college, you're pretty yeah, much done. Yeah, before spring semester, yeah. Uh, like you also, come back home for then, then you go back for like eight days, like then Christmas you're back. break in high school was also lengthy. It's like two and a half weeks, it felt like. I feel like I had the one school system that experimented with everything that was awful for me. Like it, the it uniforms on I told you about. The, the day that Christmas would fall on well, would also I, I feel like in. we got off on like December 22nd was the day that we'd get out. Really? It was a very short Christmas break. We always had a week before and a week, like all the way through New Year's. To me, it was the college one that was. I mean, you had to readjust to going back to school. Like it felt like a mini yeah, like summer moving break. back in. Yeah, you're like, man, yeah. I gotta really get used to my class schedule again. Should I go out? I don't even know where this building is anymore. It's been so long since I've been in this place, yeah, this oh, campus. I forgot I enrolled in a eight thirty volleyball course. This group for the speech is going to meet in the library. I don't know where the library is anymore. I need to find that. So you know, uh, this is pre Google Maps. Why is a, a one hour one credit? Class like volleyball, a prereq. Why do you have to have that? Is it a prereq? Yeah, it was for me. I had to take volleyball. I I, I did it the last year. Well, not prereq. I had to have one hour. Oh, you just got to go get one hour. So I think that's just part of your like. um, It's it's not humanities, but it's part of your credit system to get hours. Couple of things. Uh, Number one, no one has ever asked me to see, uh, hey, please present your degree. No one. Number two, no one ever asked me, hey, did you get that last credit? Did you take that volleyball course because you dropped out of the 8 a.m. golf credit freshman year? I took a class called History of Rock and Roll for one hour credit. So, yeah. That was I, fun. I, no, no, it was a lot of fun. And I, I probably remember more from that class but I'm thinking like, than any other class in Is college. there more of a money grab than that? Yeah. That, that requirement. That also. Is, well, straight college, too, for that. But not, I am asked so little about my actual degree, and I do have a degree from college. Yes. I know that shocks many people, including some in the chat right now that I'll get to momentarily. But I feel like I, I, I don't even say the name of my major correctly at times. You don't, I, ha- you don't I have to. I think that I had a double major, but when I really look back on it, I'm going to have to go see my degree to see what it is. Because yeah. I know that I majored in sport management and business administration. If you have but your master's, I can't masters, remember if I had a double major or the business administration. Yeah, if you, was the minor. If you have your doctor, if you have your math, whatever. Like you're going to present. But no that. one's ever asked. No. Point being, I've told people, but I, it's not like an employer's asked what my major was. Just did you graduate college? Right. College is one. Who big do you know? It's what I was asked. Who do thing. you know? Yeah. Well, not only that, all they want to know is uh, employers. Can you show up at a certain place at a certain time and uh, satisfy these qualifications to get a number of hours in to where they can hand you a piece of paper? If you can do that, that's a you know could be three, could be four year process. 
they want to see that you were able to accomplish those goals and complete yep. each checkpoint along the way. That's all that what you majored in, I really think doesn't matter. Yeah, Clay never asked us. Yeah, unless you're going to go into a specialized, you're an engineer, you're a doctor, you're a lawyer, even lawyer, you're, you're what you major in for the yeah. before you go to law school does not matter. Now, imagine right now we were sitting like Chad's actually a veterinarian. But he chose to do this. I but. would love to come on uh, other Outkick shows and an- answer veterinarian yep. questions that anyone may have. Happy to answer all vet questions <laughs> on, on any uh. show. Chad, your degree would be a major in recreation and sport management, and then the business administration would be the minor. And I know that because I have the exact same thing. Okay, that's it. There you go. But I look, I churched it up, Davey. This is like when I told the girls in high school my name was actually Chadwick thinking they'd like that more than Chad. Mm. I tell people double major. So I've been a liar all these years because they ask that. Well, I actually double majored in sport management and business administration. But Davey's right. It's, uh, I had to ask the question because I'm pretty sure it was a minor in business administration. Yeah. He's spot on. If yep. only we had a, a, a shorter time frame from you know the Christmas and New Year's break. But see, Davey took semester. the same degree that know. I got from Tennessee and went to law school with it and graduated law school but did not become a lawyer. So this, again, is more evidence. It doesn't matter what you major in right. in your undergrad as to what you're going to do after that. Chad, what are they saying in the chat? Oh, I don't know. You I'm said just, you want to get to that in a moment? I, I, I told the, I'm telling the chat I'll get back to them in a moment. Oh. You only have a certain amount of time to do oh, that. Oh, no. David just said, oh, oh, uh, Chad about to go off on another chat member. I'm not. I, I, I had no big issue. You I might just, as well. I mean, this, That was just me calling my time. shot that I'm going to go back for to For a limited it. time, you might as well, Chad. Oh, I'm saying that someone's going to have some smart-ass response about oh, me. They will. Oh, you graduated college? Shocking. <laughs> Can't believe it. You can read? Chad can read. I can read. No I've one, read no, no one books. Ever, no one, that's another question. No one's ever asked me, are you, are you literate? <laughs> no one's ever asked me that question. That is something that... My grandfather, rest in peace, <laughs> yeah. was pretty close to illiterate. And he grew up in a time where I think he only went to fourth grade. He had to help out on his family farm. Yeah. Um, but he had very important jobs where he was like the basically the head contractor on sheet metal jobs. Yeah. He could build anything. I've t- told the story. He built my college bunk bed, and it was steel, steel beams, bunk bed. It was Really hard to move into the dorm, but he built uh, on his own. Did no, you take no it out? Plans, did you just nothing. leave it? He just did it. Yeah, I think we did probably just like, burn it, like <laughs> melt it down, uh, smelted it. Um, but the guy could, I mean, he he was not, I, I don't think he could read. Like, you would hand him something, he couldn't just read from, but yeah, he had big jobs because he was so good with his hands and so good at building things, and he had a fourth or fifth grade education. And I, he wouldn't say he couldn't sit down and read a book or an entire newspaper article or anything. But I don't think a single person ever asked him the question, "Hey, before we give you this job in sheet metal, well, uh, can you read this?" Yeah. They didn't ever hand up a piece of paper and said, "Please read this aloud." Well, it's like Never the, the South Park episode where uh, Randy has to bring his kids in because he's pissed off that they're sitting around and like, "Hey, don't you know that this oven door it, it needs to you need to be able to fix this oven door? Yeah, you know, get your mind right." And he goes, here's how you do it. You pull out your cell phone and you call a repairman. <laughs> That's what we do now. That is what we do. It's kind of sad. I, I wish I was better. at. I always feel a true sense of accomplishment when I learn something that I didn't know before. And it's some sort of actual practical skill. Yeah. Like if I've repaired something in my house or I've built something in my backyard, there's a true sense of a accomplishment. Quick fix. But yeah. 
I mean, I'm not going to mess with things like plumbing, um, HVAC units, like things that I really need to work. I'm going to go to a professional. I'm not going to try to learn those things on my own. I'd much rather have someone to pay someone I mean, to come out and tell me that it's fixed. I can destroy a sure wall trying to hang a photo yeah. or a, 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 in a frame. I can destroy a wall. But you do it. Yeah. You I mean, still I, do I, it. And then I cover up the hole that I made. Yeah. I, I, as I develop in life, I would like to learn how to do more things. I've learned a lot in my adulthood, but I could always learn more. But... There is something to be said for, you know, it goes right back to Christmas break during college. We didn't have Google Maps back then. So if you forgot about your college campus, we did have, when you uh, got back, you'd Garmin. have to go find another We did own. have the Garmin. That's true. That I feel like the first Garmin I received, though, I was probably 24 or 25. <laughs> so that may have been even after I was in college. Uh, Chad, no gift for uh, Devontae KZ of the uh, Steelers uh, defensive back. Suspended for the remainder of the season by the NFL uh, for forcibly uh, hitting a defensive player's head or neck area with the helmet, face mask, forearm, shoulder. Uh, the, the list goes on and ha- on here. But it's uh, suspended for the final three games of the regular season without pay for what the NFL says is repeated violation of rules meant to protect the health and safety of the player. Uh, this news came down yesterday. Um, second quarter is when this took place against the Colts. And... Staying right on point and on message. As Adam Schefter announced this suspension on social media, Tom Brady responds in the same manner that he has earlier this year and two years ago where he's with Tampa Bay and he's sitting there with Gronkowski doing something for the Bucks website. Here's what he said. Nobody likes seeing players get hurt, but hard hits happen. Quarterbacks should not be throwing the ball in areas where they are exposing their own teammates to these types of hits. Coaches need to coach better. Quarterbacks need to read coverages and throw the ball to the right places. And defenders should aim for the right hitting areas. To put the blame on the defense player, on the defensive player at all, all the time, is just flat out wrong. Need better quarterback play. It's not okay, quarterbacks, to get your receivers hit because of your bad decisions. That from Tom Brady in a response to just Schefter posting the quick news that the NFL had released. He's been on point with this. I don't hear many quarterbacks saying this, even after retirement. And he's calling out, uh, in this case, Minshew, for putting uh, his Michael Pittman Jr. into, what, concussion protocol going into the final stretch of the season. I mean, I, look, I, I he definitely believes this. He's been very consistent with this stance and this take on this. I also think if we went back into Tom Brady's career. I bet he's lobbied for uh, some sort of late hit or penalty on sure. on another player in a defense that hit one of his guys and helped to knock them out of the game. But certain rules and fines were not into effect then based on I'm, this. I'm also willing to bet that he has thrown the ball in harm's way before Sure, where his guys gotten hit hard. I, I just don't. I don't think there's a way to completely avoid it the way Brady makes it sound. But the, but you then, can't be a hundred percent on that. Where I, I'm never going to lead my guy into a situation where he's going to get hit hard and jeopardize his future in that game playing it. Yeah. I, I don't. There's no way to completely avoid that unless you just go total check down Charlie and you're throwing a ton of incompletions quickly. Um, but so what it wasn't. He's, it he's wasn't, a little bit hardcore on this point. But but so is the NFL on the opposite end. It is 100% on the defensive player. And 
in Brady's era, up until the very end of Tampa era, that was a hospital ball. That's how you referred to it. It was emphasis on the quarterback that did that and put his receiver in harm's way. And then it was, oh, the receiver flinched because he felt the pressure. Now there's not even the expectation that you're going to get lit up across the middle. Now that was a terrible-looking hit uh, in, in the, the Pittsburgh-Indianapolis game that led to the and, and he season, has been rest of the season multiple suspensions. Times. Earlier in the yeah, year, yeah, and it was it was more than just that hit. Um, I, look, I, I don't know that he should have been suspended for the remainder of the season, but it looked bad. I, I mean, yeah. I, we can go back in the history of football, and I think we'd have watched a hit like that in the eighties. Like, man, that looks really bad. Whether it would have been a penalty then or not, probably wouldn't have been to Tom Brady's point, but it wasn't good. I don't know that it's the remainder of the season suspension worthy, but definitely wasn't good. But guys will get fined now, Chad, for, you know, they're trying to go low and the receiver ends up going low and it's still helmet to helmet. We see it in college where you get penalized for the helmet to helmet hit, right? The targeting hit. Um, You don't see the suspensions necessarily. It doesn't have to be a certain category. I think with with replay now, I mean, everything is not having to be – it's a fast game and it's tough to make the calls in – Full speed, right, right, when it's happening. But now with the ability to throw the flag or then go back and review it and watch it, I think we can tell intent pretty clearly. Well, I know people think that may be crazy. I don't. You can tell, Hutton, when someone, like you're saying, is trying to go low, then the guy goes lower, yep. and they hit heads, but it was clear he wasn't trying to go for the head on the play. And you can tell when someone has made up their mind, I'm going to knock this guy's block off before it happens, and they're trying to hit someone high. I think with slow motion replay, we can now tell intent on things. I just think officials need to do a good job of making sure, and the league also, when they go back of looking at it frame by frame, and you can see what the player was trying to do or trying not to do on a play, and then rule it out based on that. Pretty and, simple to me. Well, and I think that's why some of the officials, some of the, the white hats, the referees, bounced last year several of them did um chose to either go to media or back to their day job or retirement because of the so many rules and regulations now that they have to pinpoint in real time because the nfl also wants you to speed this process up they want the game over in three hours and seven minutes and for the most part it's over in about three 305 to 315 um and i think they try to do that more after the game after the penalty's already been assessed in the fine that could be headed your way. But there is no onus anymore on what's going on on the offense. I like Brady's take on that. Yeah. Because he, I don't, he's not saying, he's also including in what he's saying that the defense also is responsible, the defensive player. But by and large, the defensive players tackling, you, know, you, lead, you can't lead with your head, you can't have your head down, all these different things. You can't helmet to helmet, all the things. For the most part, Chad, I think they've adapted pretty well given the fact of how they were coached in high school and college to now no in the doubt. NFL with the rules against them, and it's still against them even the pocketbook. I think Brady's overall point is well made, and he's made it a number of times, and I agree with that overall point about it's also a lack of good quarterback play that's leading to some of this. I totally agree with that. I think using that logic to apply to this play, I don't think computes the same way because I think this was a dirty hit. And I think it was a dirty attempt when you go back and slow it down and watch it. I don't think it was a guy trying to hit clean that, you know, the circumstance of the play led to them with a nasty hit. I think he was 
He's done it before, and I think he was trying to yeah. level a dirty hit, and he got popped for it. And the thing, too, is NFL fines, the defensive player, especially linebacker and secondary, they're getting popped and fined a lot more than what you're seeing on the offensive side of the football. Hey, quick uh, news breaking right Metcalf. now. Um, speaking of DK Metcalf, played at Ole Miss. Ole Miss has their football coach through 2028. Lane Kiffin has signed a contract extension that will take him through 2028 as Ole Miss's football coach. What does that really mean in the grand scheme of things, Hutton? I don't think a lot, right? This is just great to show symbolically that you're lined up for a long time at a school. But as we know with college football coaches, they control everything in the sport. So if Lane Kiffin gets an offer next year, he's going to use that as leverage with Ole Miss, even with this contract extension. So he signed last year $9 million per year in 2023 and then next year, 2024. So I wonder if they get a bump next year by amending this contract. I'm sure. Prior to this season, he was making a little over seven. They bumped him up to nine. Now it's going higher. I don't think he's taking a pay cut. I'll say that. So he's he's making some money. He's not leaving. Should be headed to the uh, college football playoff next year based on the schedule as well. Coming up, John McClain joins us. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Glad you're with us. Hot by with Hunter with our rolls on across the Outkick Network. You can uh, catch us on YouTube now, but starting January 3rd, the only place to catch Outkick's original and fearless shows live. It's going to be on our website, outkick.com. Just click on the watch tab at outkick.com starting January 3rd. You're not going to miss a beat. It's your one-stop shop for all things. Outkick, outkick.com slash watch. John McClain joins us. NFL playoffs just around the corner. Plenty to discuss with the man who uh, has covered the league for nearly five decades, plus is a Pro Football Hall of Fame selector. John, good to see you. Merry Christmas to you and the family. Guys, I'm doing great. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you and all your viewers and listeners. Same to you, John. John, how do you feel about the three-game losing streak for Philadelphia right now, given the fact that they changed play callers on defense in week 15, which is very unusual for a 10-win team. And the fact that Jalen Hurts is saying, but I just don't see the same commitment. Our commitment needs to be better. And he didn't, with a chance to rephrase, he said, I, I mean what I said. I don't have a dictionary. It's the only way I can explain it. He didn't know what the word commitment meant, huh? I was assuming they taught him better when he was growing up in Houston in his English classes. Um, they're struggling. They've got that disease that affects all Super Bowl losers other than New England. You can't find a Super Bowl loser that went back to the Super Bowl the next season since the 90s, other than the Patriots one year. So I'm not sure what it is. You would think that Super Bowl loser would be the hungriest team in the league, and they look to be that. And then now they've been stinking in that big time. They're doing everything they can to let the Cowboys Win the division. 
And that's huge, Chad, because of the home field advantage that Dallas, they want because they win when they're at Jerry's World. Yeah, not not great right now for the Eagles. Um, great, <clears throat> great win for the Texans, John, considering they didn't have their starting quarterback. Um, and they yeah, had they didn't Case didn't have starting quarterback, didn't have Will Anderson Jr., the best linebacker, Blake Cashman, right tackle, George Fant, lost their safety, Jimmy Ward, in the first quarter. And it was a gutsy effort. The thing that impressed me the most wasn't Case Keenum or Devin Singletary. It was the run defense on Derrick Henry, who had averaged 203.6 yards and 7.1 a carry in the previous five games, four of which were more than 200 yards. They had the second most tackles for lost in team history, 12, and it seems like it was all Henry. And I feel bad for him because I saw that stat yeah. where he's been hitting the backfield 50% of his carries, which is on the offensive line. But it was a clutch performance by the Texans who are tied for first place and in the middle of a playoff race. And nobody, nobody would have envisioned it back when the season started when we thought they'd be terrible again. John, you are a resident NFL historian, and you are a resident Houstonian. Um, that win meant a lot more than just playoff seating and playoff positioning for the Houston Texans. The Titans going with the Oilers jerseys at home, the troll job, the attempt. You've got Mike Vrabel walking in with the Bum Phillips cowboy hat on, and to win on a walk-off as the overtime clock expires on a 54-yard field goal in Nashville – with all those things going on, just how big of a of a deal is that in Houston? You're right, Chad. Like people here, they were infuriated at all the Columbia Blue. They know it was coming, but you had to still see it. The Derrick on midfield, the uniforms, the end zones, and set oil. There's a lot of fans wearing the Columbia Blue. And uh, and then people were so insulted when Vrabel came out wearing the Stetson. And I said, well, <laughs> He's trying to pay tribute to Bum Phillips, but people didn't take it that way. They thought it was all done to just, you know, give it, give this to Houston. Yeah. And so in that situation, all you can do is win a game. And I suspect when the Titans come here in two weeks, they're going to get booze like we've never heard in a stadium. We get a lot of booze a lot. And in the past, recent years, they booed the home team a lot. But that seeing blue just made everybody turn red. And uh, that's why it's made that big victory, considering how shorthanded they were. And, of course, the Titans were shorthanded, too. But to pull it like that, over, pull it out like that, overcome a 13-0 deficit. And I admit, when it was 13-0 and Case Keenum threw that pick six, I thought, okay, it's going to be like the Jets game, 30-6, to and they're going to not win another game. And then they pulled it out. Now they play Cleveland here, Titans here, and at Indy. And my goodness, I still have a hard time believing the Texans are in a playoff race in D'Amico Ryan's first season. But I've never known this city to have a more, what would say, rewarding or delicious victory that wasn't a playoff clinching or a playoff victory. John, this would have been a crazy question even a, a month ago. More likely to get three teams in the AFC playoffs, AFC North or AFC South? Well, if you look at the ASC North, Pittsburgh's terrible. The offense is awful. The Browns, if they beat the Texans, their odds are 99%. They're in. The Ravens are, are going to win. They're going to be in. And then, of course, Cincinnati's been an incredible success story with Jake Browning. 
So I'm going to say it's more likely the AFC North than the AFC South. Bengals and Steelers this week. Bengals also have the uh, a road game against Kansas City, and then they'll host Cleveland in in Week 18. And you mentioned the Colts and Texans will play as well. That's a uh, it's quite the the Week 18 just for the possibility of getting three teams in versus not. And the fact that the AFC South has that possibility is stunning. And I remember last year, Texans played the last game in Indianapolis as they do this year. And last year, uh, Davis Mills threw a touchdown pass and Lovey Smith went for two and he threw the two-point conversion and the Texans beat the Colts and everybody was furious because they cost them Bryce Young. They could have had the first pick and gotten Bryce Young. They were so mad at Lovey Smith, of course, he got fired after one season, but they were so mad that they won that game. And now they're like, oh, God, thank you so much for for uh, Davis Mills' touchdown pass, a two-point conversion. Now, this game could be really, really big just for opposite reason. Absolutely. John McClain with us. Uh, just for the, the quarterback perspective, C.J. Stroud remains in concussion protocol, but they'll work through the week as they prepare for Cleveland. Meanwhile, Trevor Lawrence is also there. And that's a huge factor, not just for making the playoffs across the division, but who could ultimately win the division with all three teams we're discussing, Colts, Texans, Jags, at 8-6. and six. Jaguars have the advantage on the tiebreakers. They swept the Colts. They split with the Texans, but they've lost three in a row. The Colts, like the Texans, are hot. Texans are 5-2 and two over the last seven. The Colts are 5-1. and one. And I said this at the start of the year, told you guys a bunch, and I'll say it again. If Anthony Richardson had played, they wouldn't have been in this situation because he had 13 starts at Florida. He could in and out of the lineup. He would have struggled as a rookie. But Gardner Minshew was with Shane Steichen in uh, Philly, knew his system. He fit in perfectly. We've seen him as a multi-year starter with the Jaguars as well. That was something that was unfortunate for Richardson, but fortunate for the Colts because they got a chance to go to the playoffs. And right now, the winner of that last game could be coach of the year. could be Shane Steichen or D'Amico Ryans. The executive of the year could be Nick Casario or or, uh, Chris Ballard. So there's there's a lot at stake. I can't wait to see Sunday because it'll be Joe Flacco turns 39 next month. Great success story. And Case Keenum, who's won three games in four years, he was 2-0 with the Browns two years ago, now 1-0 over the Titans. So you're going to have 38 and 35-year-olds, <laughs> soon to be 39 and 36, and both of them are having the time of their lives. John, we talk a lot about and compare jobs in college when when coaching jobs come open. We don't do it as much in the NFL because – the perception is you get one of those 32 jobs, it's a big deal, right? And you don't you don't nitpick between them a lot of times if you have that opportunity. I want to nitpick a little bit right now because there's two jobs open in the same division. We know what happened when the Raiders played the Chargers on Thursday night football, right? Blowout for the Raiders. But when you look at both jobs, everything considered, market, fan base, ownership, quarterback, Everything involved with both jobs. Which one is more desirable, Chargers or Raiders, with both those being open right now? Chargers, because you have Justin Herbert as a quarterback. He signed. going to have him a long time. And as you guys know, you get that franchise quarterback, you can build around it. 
You know, they play at SoFi Stadium. They're always going to be the poor old stepchildren there, but it's in L.A. Uh, families love it there. They've got talent on defense. they got some talent on offense and skill positions. Where the Raiders with Mark Davis, you know, you never know what's up his sleeve and how he comes to his decisions. He hired Josh McDaniels, then Ziegler, and then fired both of them. There was talk he wanted to bring back John Gruden. That's not happening. And they don't maybe Aiden O'Donnell O'Connell is their quarterback. I don't know. I'm guessing he's not, but uh, they got a lot more questions. They don't have the talent that the Chargers do. Brandon Staley just done a terrible job as a head coach because defense was his baby. And defense has been his problem, and he did an injustice to Justin Herbert, and that's why he's gone. So I would think of those two jobs, give me the Chargers. What's up with the speculation? And just that, and Peter King's not writing this unless he's hearing this, John, that Mike Tomlin is being evaluated after this season based on their recent collapse. After 16 seasons and the fact we've never seen a losing season from him, all of a sudden he's on the hot seat according to what – is being discussed behind the scenes? Well, he played that really way down when he just threw it out there. I think it's because uh, their offense is terrible. Yes. And they're wasting their defense. They're they're blowing big games. They've been, boy, they've been beat up by the AFC South. And uh, so I would imagine Tomlin's going to be right there, but he's going to have sweeping changes on his offense. And I can't imagine, you know, they got a lot of confidence in Kenny Pickens. They're just good enough every year not to get a franchise quarterback. Big Ben kept falling and falling and falling and fell right into their laps, and they weren't looking for a quarterback, so that's how they got him. But they need somehow to to just have a totally different philosophy on offense. They got players like George Pickens, who was a problem at Georgia, and that guy is so selfish, guys at Doggett. They need to get rid of some players, too. We'll get a couple of uh, uh, thoughts from you on some big games this weekend. Uh, Christmas Eve, Cowboys in Miami. Your thoughts on Dallas on the road after what we just saw in Buffalo? Well, how can we pick the Cowboys to win a big game against a good team on the road? I'm not going to start now. Buffalo manhandled them, embarrassed them, did it with the running game, the Dolphins have a great running game. They also have an even better passing game. I'm going with Miami. Ravens and 49ers, fascinating from the quarterback perspective in the MVP race. And this is in San Francisco. This is Christmas night on Monday Night Football. Your thoughts there? No, I'm sticking with the 49ers. They're the best team in football. I watched the Ravens the other night, and uh, they're exciting. They can run the ball. And uh, they they throw it, even though Lamar Jackson's not having a great season statistically. He's making big plays. Their defense has been fantastic. But so are the 49ers. 49ers have more playmakers. I'm going with the 49ers in what could be a Super Bowl preview. What do you make of the the turnaround by Buffalo, Josh Allen and, and company? And now they've made it through this difficult stretch. The home stretch seems to be relatively favorable We've also seen bad teams beat good teams and and ruin some hopes and dreams. But I right now would, would want to be playing Buffalo. Nobody wants to play the Bills. And they're coming off that big high of just humiliating the Cowboys. They're poised for a letdown. 
And the best thing about that victory of the Cowboys, Josh Allen didn't throw for 100 yards, and they did a great job running with James Cook, who also was a great receiver. Uh, right now, Buffalo's behind Houston. Houston's the first wild card looking into the playoff picture, and Buffalo's behind them. So it's a great race. It's a great race in both conferences. And even though the best team's at the top, well, I, San Francisco's the best team. Baltimore's number two, of course. I want Baltimore to win since yep. I picked them before the season. But I think this, I think uh, the AFC has better teams top to bottom in the playoffs than NFC, but they're both great races. I love crunch time of December. And the AFC East is still up for grabs. And that's a big game with Dallas on the road against Miami as Buffalo continues to play very well. John McClain, always great to have you on the show. Merry Christmas to you and uh, look forward to next week. Jonathan and Chad like Merry Christmas to you guys and your family as well and to all your listeners and all your viewers. Thank you. Merry Christmas, Merry John. Christmas, Same John. to you. Same Sports to you and yours. Thank you. Is where you can read all of his great work and watch all of the, the great content, listen to podcasts and more. Uh, love having him on. You can follow him on social at McLean underscore on underscore NFL. Uh, coming up, we have on the bus, off the bus. We'll see where we're going across the country, Chad. Quarterback discussion, MVP discussion, and a lot more. Plenty to get into here. Uh, some good selections that we're going to be yes. uh, uh, possibly jumping off the bus more than jumping on on some of these. Probably. That's straight ahead. Hot Mind with Hunter with her rolls on across the Outkick Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sixth and Peabody are located with Ehaw Beard, Old Smoky Moonshine. Hot Mike with Adam with our rolls on. Check out the new and improved Outkick store. It is live right now at Outkick.com. Head over there, stock up on golf polos, t-shirts, hats, and more. Shop.outkick.com. I'm going to buy uh, Matt McCloy that Toxic Masculinity is Hot shirt yep. at some point. Well, I, Going I mean, away gift for Matt I McCloy. I don't know if he would like it because he already has one. That's true. You know, he had to go schmedium on that shirt. Yeah. yeah, like we've offered, Chad will personally fold the shirt for you. He'll wash it and dry it and make it a schmedium. No one's taking me up on it yet. Um, I'm I'm here. Look, I I am here to serve. Okay, that was my mantra when I worked at Polo Ralph Lauren, yes. and it'll be my mantra now. I'm here to serve. I will fold that shirt for you. DJ Moore is uh, serving the best interest of Justin Fields. He's on board with. You know what? Don't draft a quarterback. Bring back Justin Fields over whatever prospect the Bears may be looking at it. The potential number one overall pick, they have Carolina's selection. They also have their own in the first round. I mean, what is he supposed to say, though? Well, I see this and I think, I mean, is he really? He could also say nothing. I mean, but if he no comments, is someone, is he answering a question? I, I read the quote where he says, bruh, are you watching are, are what's you, going on saying, out there? And Fields is playing well. Also, DJ Moore is not getting enough touches. No, I, I he, agree with they're, that. They're not feeding him the football enough. No, he's very good. Here's the other thing. DJ Moore doesn't want a rookie quarterback in there because he's wasting another year 
uh, getting the rookie up to speed, and then you're going into year two with higher expectations. You're pushing everything. This next year should be a a year where everything is in place. It should have been this year. Should have yeah. been last year. I mean, just start looking around. They have done a disservice to the offense based on what they've done. Trading for Chase Claypool, no longer there. Uh, trade for DJ Moore, who has been good when, again, it's as if Arthur Smith's calling plays. Because Arthur Smith doesn't want to get the ball in the best hands on his offense, the best players. Fourth overall pick and two yeah. eighth overall picks. And for whatever reason, they're combining for like 30 yards this past Sunday. 70 yards, excuse me, so, averaging 30 each. I don't have the question that was asked, but it was something about rookie quarterbacks coming into the league, Hutton. And the exact quote was, bruh, where are y'all seeing this? Like, what makes him not the quarterback for the Bears right now? I get y'all got everybody coming out. What, it's like two of them? I don't think they're better than Justin. Um, if he said anything other than something along those lines, that would be really dumb of him to say. Now, right. I guess you could just not say anything at all, but by not saying anything at all, you're giving your answer. But endorsing it is something that we haven't heard the Bears say. No, but his teammates, I mean... Sure. I, look, it would be a huge story if DJ Moore said, you know who looks good? That Drake May kid. I really like him for the Bears quarterback. I'd rather be catching passes from him right now than this stiff out here, Justin Fields. That yeah. would be newsworthy. I just don't see this as... If he said anything other than an endorsement of his quarterback, which Hutton, you're right, has played better as of late, it would be crazy for him to say anything other than that. Even, I mean, even last season when they sucked, Fields kept them in close ball games. For what that's worth, uh, they I'm still not suck. sold on the guy, but I really like him. I really like him. Uh, look, he's got to cut down on some of the picks, but he's thrown eight picks, 16, 16 touchdowns, I believe. And, you know, they're early in the year, they weren't even running him. Forcing him to be the pocket passer. I, the Getsy move, I, I just don't understand what's going on there. There's well, going to be a new head coach there. The general manager it, didn't draft him. I get that. Uh, I'm also on board with what DJ Moore is saying. Well, this and leads I, us I, perfectly into on the bus, off the bus with our so, first discussion point. Yeah. It's just crazy how that happens, how we start the conversation in Chicago and then the first locations in Chicago. Look at that. Look at that. Amazing. It's, and then also crazy that Davey looks like a member of the Blues Brothers, a yeah. big-time Chicago blues band, uh, when he comes on with us. With the black and then the, the black glasses. Looks good. Dan Aykroyd. Uh, okay, guys. Uh, let's see Davey here. Aykroyd. Old Danny. Justin Fields is the Bears' starting quarterback next season. Yeah, I think he is. I, I'm not, I do not love Justin Fields to the level that Hutton does, but I do think that he has shown enough that he is going to be back and be the starter for the Bears. Does that make me overly confident as a Bears fan? Does that get me really excited? It does not if I'm a Bears fan, but I think he's the better option right now. I think they're going to give him another look. I, th I do think that the organization has failed him for the most part. Uh, yes. Uh, there's going to be a new head coach there, we all believe. Um, here's the other thing, too. What's the contract status of Justin Fields and are you wanting to pony up with Justin Fields or are you wanting to get another rookie on a rookie deal on how you build your team with two first round picks I you trade down if you have the number one no pick again and you end up getting more first round picks again I I stick with Justin Fields I 
don't know what they're going to end up doing because, again, the contract's going to play a factor in all of this. Right now, his contract expires after next season, but now he's eligible for that contract extension. And if he's your guy, they're going to end up having to pay him the same way we saw other quarterbacks get paid. I'm looking at like a Kyler Murray type contract, which hasn't worked out for Arizona. I think that plays a factor in what they end up doing. But what I wouldn't do, I mean, what we're really talking about, Chad, do you want Justin Fields or Caleb Williams? I want Justin Fields. Oh, between the two, I want Justin Fields. Now, Justin if you Fields. ask me, do I want Drake May or Justin Fields? What do we think the Bears will take? A little bit tougher of a decision. They're going to take Justin Fields. No, or Caleb, I'm saying... The, if they're number one pick, the, they would end up taking Caleb Williams. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. I'd be interested to see if they could get another young playmaker like they did whenever they traded with Carolina and was able to get DJ Moore as a part of that. Hey, uh, and the other factor real quick, what's Jim Bar- What's does Jim Harbaugh want? He's ultimately going to make that call. For Whatever the Bears? Yeah. He's the next head coach of the Chicago Bears. Well, I think he's going to be the Patriots head coach. Well, guys, uh, you know, another location where there is some conversations about the hot seat for the coach. We're going to head on over to Pittsburgh and the Steelers will lose their final three games of the season. Off the bus on this. They should, based on the way they're playing and the way these three teams have played as of late and what we've seen from both of them. They're going to find a way. I'm a believer in Mike Tomlin. Has not looked good as of late. I think they rally, probably beat Cincinnati at home this weekend. They're going to win at least one of these three games. So I believe in Mike Tomlin enough that this he's going to get this team to rally to win at least one more out of three tough games. I uh, I am on the bus with this idea, Davey, because of the quarterback change they just made. They're now going to their third-string guy. Mason Rudolph, not a believer? Well, to me, could he start for the Bears next year? Sure. There's a lot of backups that start for the Bears next yeah. year. I'm looking at it from this perspective. Right now, they're like picking 16th or 17th. That's too low to go get a quarterback. So, do you want... They're already losing well. You didn't have to change quarterbacks to continue to do that. Uh, the Spark, you're playing. You're going to Seattle. Seattle's going to be in a, a playoff race. They're playing Baltimore that could be battling for the number one overall seed. It may already be locked up. Cincinnati's still in the playoff mix as well. Pittsburgh's not. I don't see a great matchup given the fact that they're already kicking aside what we've seen from Trubisky and they're moving on to Rudolph. I think they lose out. Okay. Kind of in line with They're you. They're averaging 15 points per game, too. Can't beat the two worst teams in the NFL. I don't know what you're going to be able to do with all three. Maybe big anti-Mike Tomlin guy. Wants him out. Thinks uh, he should have been out seven years ago. No, not seven years ago. But it, I, I do think there's seven something to staying, staying at a program for too long or a franchise too long. Sometimes you just need to What was the old, uh, remember Kevin O'Neill, the old basketball coach, the five and dive? Was his uh, his mantra like he never stayed anywhere past five years? That that's, that's as correct. much you can be somewhere. Then you got to move on and go somewhere else to start anew. Yeah, I, that, I except, not... except in Pittsburgh, where it's yeah they they like to keep their guys for a while. I get it. I I, have, I commend the ownership for doing that, but at a certain point, they haven't. They've had three head coaches since nineteen sixty nine. Now, if it does happen, that is one hell of an intriguing hire. Whoever is next for Pittsburgh, based on that longevity. Considering, yeah. you know, Noel, Cower, Tomlin, and then are you going to have someone else for close to 20 years yeah. after that? It's just going to be interesting. Yeah, for me, it's just hard to rationalize having a coach not win a playoff game for eight years and continue to be the head coach at a NFL 
franchise. He's 169 and 102 in his career in Pittsburgh. Chuck Knoll was 193, 148 and one. Um, someone brought this up yesterday. He's won 63% of his games. And they said, well, they Buffalo fired Marv Levy. Anyone can be fired. I'm like, Marv Levy won 55% of his games as a head coach. This guy over 16 years has won 63% of his games. Hey, but, but things, this to me is just a crack in the, the, the armor. Uh, because we saw that with Jeff Fisher. At, towards the end, it was yeah. a question of who's going to, is the GM going to win? Is the head, There's something going on there. No, it, I, 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 there's I, not necessarily something that's happening this offseason. I am not arguing that everything is perfect at all. There's something up. And when I watch George Pickens' effort, that's the thing that gives me more concern than anything, that they can't lose that identity under him. So I'm, yeah. I'm with you on Go that Go get one. Bruce Arians to call your plays again. Guys, we're going to head on down to Atlanta, and we're going to stay in the it's conversation of uh, – Coaching hires, fires, but the Falcons are bringing Arthur Smith back for next season. I'm off the bus on this. Barring total collapse, it's happening. They lost to Carolina. They're the worst team in the NFL by far. I don't know they're going to win another game. And if that happens, he's gone. That's total collapse, right? That's, yes, that's a total collapse. Also a collapse is – for. The, I can't figure out why he doesn't want to get the ball in the hands and force feed uh, B. John, John Robinson, Robinson and Drake London and Kyle Pitts. Yeah. They combined for 75 yards from scrimmage this past week against Carolina. 75 yards combined for those three guys. That is the fourth loss for Atlanta when they have led in the fourth quarter. Since November, that's collapse. And this offense, with those three playmakers that they've invested in, they average 18 points per game. That's near the bottom of the NFL and what is a bad bad year for NFL offense. All that to say, yeah, I, I could see him being out. And I don't understand it because we saw him force-feed A.J. Brown as the offensive coordinator of the Tennessee Titans, as well as have a 2,000-yard rusher in Derrick Henry, as well as have a 500-yard tight end receiving uh, group. And, and Jonu Smith ends up getting a massive contract off of it. He found his playmakers as the play caller. And now he's switching to the backup quarterback again in Taylor Heineke. And it may be too little too late, but the switch is coming because Desmond Ritter is not the guy. And Heineke has been known for being a guy that has created a spark in Washington. And this is a season where backups are all of a sudden all the rage and all the talk. Heineke's got to be much better than Desmond Ritter. And Arthur Smith's got to be better at getting the football to these guys if he wants to keep his job. He's a fantasy football manager's worst nightmare. That's well said by Hutton. Let's head on down to Jacksonville, guys. And the Jaguars. Well, something I never want to do is head on down to Jacksonville. The worst <laughs> city yeah. in the NFL is Jacksonville, Florida. But let's go there anyway. Right now, the Jags have the tiebreaker for the AFC South and winning that division. I'm here to say the Jaguars do not win the AFC South. I'm off the bus. I still think they find a way to win it. And this is more not being a believer in what the Texans are right now, uh, what the Colts are. I mean, if I had to pick one that's going to win it other than Jacksonville, it may be Indianapolis with Gardner Minshew. But I think Jacksonville finds a way to rally and win the division. Of the other two teams you just mentioned, which one's going 3-0? and Because I'm here to tell you Jacksonville's winning the AFC South because two of their three games, the final two of the season, are against Carolina and against the Tennessee Titans. Yep, there you go. Jacksonville's winning the AFC South. All Meanwhile, right. the Colts and Texans have to match up face to uh, head to head. Jags have the Buccaneers this week, probably without Trevor Lawrence, 
And that'll be his first start missed, correct? I don't think he's missed a start. No, he hasn't. And I was ever, shocked ever. when he didn't take the cart and he walked off the – or got carried off the field and played the next week. But, yeah, but I'm saying, like, uh, from high school, one, college, yeah. ever. Uh, except for about COVID games, maybe. All right, guys, and finally, we're going to go out to Las Vegas. Do you like Las Vegas better than Jacksonville, Chad? Much better. Okay. Much better option. Well, we'll end there. And, I mean, the last time we saw this team take the field, they managed to get a coach fired. The Raiders will promote Antonio Pierce as the next head coach. Jacksonville is known as the Vegas of North Florida. Antonio Pierce is going to be the head coach of the Raiders. I'm on the bus. They're going to keep him. Off the bus. Off the bus. They're going to keep him. He's got smoking cigars. They're going to go big. Going to spend way too much money on the next head coach out in Las Vegas. Just like done on the previous two times. Bring him on. Kirby Smart to the Raiders. (laughs) Heard it here first. (laughs) 